Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. So I salute each and every one with the honorable and the blessing words of grace, mercy, and peace. May they be multiplied unto you. We welcome you to The Voice. And The Voice motto is why you believe what you believe and why you do what you do amen as we understand as a body of believers it is very significant in this season that we don't just talk the talk but we walk the talk amen and in walking the talk i say that as an expression in order for us to gravitate to the things of the will of god amen so so in that we, we, we understand that as believers, uh, with us being able to uh, talk and walk according to his word, then it's going to be significant that we have foundation in the word that we talk and walk in. Amen. It, it, it does no good for us to be able to cite things, uh, but yet not know what those things mean. It does no good for us to know the letter of the word, but not the intent of the word. Amen. As many people would say, it's, it's easy uh, to say what the word says, but do you know what it meant? And so, so in that, I'm praying that each and every one gets uh, each concept that the Lord has blessed us with, especially as to the subjects that we have been addressing in the voice uh, to build foundation and understanding. Amen. And so on today, we're continuing. It's, this has been a profound journey, I believe. It's been very profound, very prolific for each and every one that have stuck with the voice with this particular subject. And the subject that I'm referring to on the day is the purpose of divine character. Divine character is, is not just something to know, but it's purposed for your life in order for your life to be like him. And as I say the him, I'm talking about our one and only father, our own one and only creator, the Lord God himself. And in that, you know, you have to ask yourself, many of us say, well, I want to be with the Lord, but does the Lord want to be with you? Uh, let, let, let me say that again. Many of us want to be with the Lord, but does the Lord want to be with you? Because what I understand, what we can extrapolate from Genesis to Revelation, that the Lord God likes his creations that give him glory, that, that, that give him honor, that give him value. And those creations are those things that emulate their intent of, of being created. Their intent of being created is in order to glorify the Father and for us to be made in his image as it says in in uh, Genesis 1 26 uh, for us to be made in his likeness then there's something that that speaks to regarding the character of him that is an assignment upon our lives amen so in that as as I pick up this afternoon once again with the subject I know it's been quite a few sessions that we have had on this one particular subject I believe I've had six previous teachings just on the subject of divine character and in the last one that we touch uh, uh, we actually have been uh, dissecting this thing about character based on the significant questions that each and every one of us is familiar with when it comes to anything we want to know. We want to know what it is, why it is, how it is, when it is, where it is. You, you understand what I'm saying? Uh, the who, the what, the when, the way, where, the why, and the how. So in all of those things, usually if we can dissect those things and come to the understanding of each element, i.e. the who, what, when, where, why, and how, then it gives us the full picture of the foundation of that specific element that we're uh, digesting to make become part of us, amen, or to join with, to merge with, to become one with, amen. So in saying that, 
to to really come back and bring this to focus as to today's subject of dealing with this we're still in the area of how do we get divine character how do we get divine character and amen one of the foundation scriptures even for this subject that I will still recite in your hearing is Proverbs 23 1 and in Proverbs 23 1 the scripture says a good name which is a good or a beneficial character is rather to be chosen whether to be selected whether to be desired or rather to be uh, pursued after to cause the testing or the proving to occur in one's life and the scripture, as it articulates this or implies this, it's saying a good name or good character is to be chosen than great riches and loving favor rather than silver and gold. So one of the most profound things about character is that it's something that's not given. It's something that's chosen. It's something that requires uh, a, a work or a process to occur in the one who's been deemed the character. Unfortunately, many of us, because of our human nature, our, our, our flesh, we are born and we began to adapt unrighteous character or fleshly character. As the scriptures tell us in Galatians chapter 5, when you begin at verse 24 and read a couple of verses down, you begin to see there's so many dimensions, so many attributes, so many elements that's associated with our human nature or our flesh that we began to miss what is significant about the character that is associated with the spirit. When we look in Galatians chapter 5 verse 22 and 23 we began to see the scripture says the fruit of the spirit and if I can put that in layman's term it's saying the fruit or the characteristics of the spirit and these are the things that we have to begin to hover our minds around these are the things that we have to begin to pursue in order for us to have as the scripture says a good name because remember many people know even in the natural we say my name is my body my name, i.e. what I represent, what is my character that, the, the, that everyone that knows me can associate with is honorable. And if I have honorable character about myself, then people can trust me and give me the credit that I need in order to do what I need to do. Yes. I don't know if I'm talking to somebody right there today, but that's the reality of the matter. Amen. Uh, because sometimes it's it's not what you got. It's who you got. Sometimes it's not about what you have in your material possession more so than what you have in your internal possession. Because, see, material possession can be taken from you. Internal possession cannot. The only time that you lose internal possession is based on you, not on somebody else. And see, when, I, when we can understand that, then it speaks in great volumes as far as what kind of character that you live according to. Some people say, well, somebody made me become bad. No, no, they can influence you to do some things, but it's you making the decision to alter what your character looks like and how you respond to a thing. Everybody got to, as they say, suck it up buttercup. Everybody has to take accountability for the actions that we do and in the same turn responsibility because notice that the reality of the matter character will associate itself with what you answer to and the actions that you take based upon your answer. Yes. Let me digress there. Let me digress there. I don't want to want to put it into a preach, but this is a real sensitive subject that some people may be struggling with. Some people may be warring with, but it's the reality of the matter, because if we're going to claim that we're going to be on this journey uh, in and for the Lord, the journey in and for the Lord is is dealing with what your character is being shaped in in the process. It's not that you having all these experiences in your life just to say, wow, I got to do this and wow. I got to do that. The thing is, at the end of the day, based on the impacts that have happened in your life, the experiences that you have had, what has changed in your life to make you different after the experience? 
If you haven't had any change that makes you for the better, then what happens is apparently your character has not changed. I like how one of, one, of, one of my friends and brothers in Christ says every day is a character building day. And that is so correct and it's so profound because a lot of people don't look at it like that. Everybody begins to look at their situations as good, bad, ugly, or indifferent. But at the end of the day, are we ever looking at those situations to ask ourselves, what did that mean to my character? And did it cause me to line myself up with the character of the Lord God in the process, or did I I just stay stank in my own fleshly character to continue to be sour going forward in my life and nothing making me greater into who I am designed to be after the character of the Lord God. So now in saying that, in saying that, as I said here a few moments ago, the, the question out of the six that we're still dealing with here when it comes to divine character and its purpose is how do I get divine character? Many people that are probably under the sound of my voice says this is very significant because I don't know how to obtain it. Well, once again, we can look at many different scriptures and see there are different avenues of obtaining different attributes and, and, and elements that get us to obtaining the character of God. As I said in part six of this teaching, uh, one of the things that I touch is first seeking the kingdom of God as it declared in Matthew 6.33. The next thing I brought out was about putting on Jesus Christ, meaning to invest in him, uh, uh, to slide into and make him become an internal investment for my life. Not that I just know the scriptures about Jesus, but putting Jesus in me, getting into the role of being like Christ versus watching him like a movie script and say, well, he did some good things. Praise the Lord. I know that story and I can recite it, but yet that story is not in me. Amen. And I pull that from Romans chapter 13, verse 14. All right. Then next, even as a segue with that, uh, when it comes to getting divine character, it's about going through Christ, not not just seeing and knowing about Christ, but going through him, letting him be the process. And as we say, him being the process, John 17, six was my foundation scripture for that. All right. And, and even if I can segue for that that I didn't give on the last teaching while I'm talking about going through Christ Philippians 4:13 we can do all things through Christ who strengthens me so he is the way he is the process amen Next point that I brought out was about us being partakers, being companions, being comrades, being joined with Christ Amen. Letting this become our divine nature, not our fleshly nature. The scripture that I gave to support that was second Peter chapter one, verses three through four. All right. Then the last one that I touched in the previous teaching was having the unity of mind, having one mindedness in him, uh, uh, which we find in first Peter chapter three, verse eight. Amen. So so today I began to pick up and bring a few more nuggets to your attention as to how do we get divine character? Because it's something we need to go after. It's something that we need to quest after. It's something that we need to seek after, as I said in the first reference in Matthew 6.33. See, because see, the character is there, but the thing is you ain't going to find it unless you're looking for it. Amen. You are not going to find it unless you look for it. The scriptures declare to us is kings that searcheth a thing out. So if the scripture says is kings that search a thing out, could it be everything that we begin to quest after according to the word of the Lord, especially his character, is what makes us kingly in our identity. We have to have a mindset that we want to get his character because it's what brings the kingship out in each and every one of us. So now, what do I bring to your attention this afternoon to begin to add to your list? that should be part of your process 
of getting divine character. Well, for those that are with me and you have your Bible, turn with me to Acts chapter 16. And in Acts chapter 16, verse 31, the scripture says, And they said, Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, and thou shalt be saved and thy house. Now, in this, notice that the scripture uh, is talking about salvation. But there's something that, that, that we can extrapolate about salvation within this. Uh, and what I'm referring to is the simple word believe. Believing is something that is significant for us to get into the alignment of being in divine character. Amen. Because how can you obtain something that you don't believe in? How can, how can you uh, secure something that you have no faith or no passion or no conviction towards? Now, when we say believe that's, that's referenced here in this scripture, it is the Greek word pisteo. And pisteo means to trust, to be confident, and to be persuaded. So, so then, if I am going to seek after divine character, and Christ is uh, uh, the representation of the Son through the Father, then I have to have a desire, listen to what I'm saying, I have to have a desire to not only want Christ, I also have a desire that I trust him and that I'm confident in him because he's in the Lord. If I can put confidence in him, then surely I can put confidence in the Lord. If I can put trust or be persuaded by him, then surely he's the avenue to me to getting to the Lord because he is the offspring or the name builder of the father. Understand the word son, when we talk about in the, in the Hebrew or in the Greek, we can look at it meaning the natural to mean uh, uh, an offspring, i.e. in male and gender. But when we look at it from the spiritual perspective uh, it means to to be a name or character builder and if I'm a name or character builder I'm one that is building the character of the name of the father within myself based upon the things that I go through the things that I experience the life that I'm living it's meant to not only pursue after the character but build the character within me it's a mindset that I have that I say, wow, this is an aspect of the character of the Lord God. So in order for me to obtain it, it's got to be built in me. It's got to really rest in me. It's got to be real in me. It's got to be something that now is joined to me. It's not something that I can just recite because I've memorized the words. It's something that now becomes who I am and it becomes who I am based on the process or the experience that I'm required to go through in order for it to become real inside of me. So in that, then what is it? The things that become real in me are things that are real for me. And things that are real for me are things that I believe in. And things that I believe in are once again things that I trust or have an assurance that they are what they say they are. Yes. So what we pull from that in order to get to divine character, I've got to have belief. I've got to be a believer. I've got to be built in belief in order for belief to be built in me. Amen. Let me give you something else to continue to help the course, help the trajectory of us uh, obtaining divine character. When you turn to Romans chapter 5, in Romans chapter 5, let us look at verses 3 through 5. Amen. And in Romans 5, 3 through 5, the scripture says, And not only so, but we glory in the tribulations also, knowing that tribulation worketh patience, and patience experience, and experience hope. 
And hope maketh not ashamed because the love of God is shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Ghost, which is given unto us. Okay. There's a lot of meat there in those three verses. But watch this. Technically, the verses tell us that tribulation is a catalyst for building divine character in you. Tribulation builds or works in you patience, experience, hope, love. All these things are being developed in you when you experience tribulation based upon you being in uh, the spirituality of pursuing the divine character of the Lord. What is tribulation? However, here's the thing. The Greek word for tribulation that's used here is thelipsis. And thelipsis means pressure, distress, or affliction. So now think about this. A lot of people don't like having bad times. A lot of people don't like having issues going on. A lot of people don't like trouble, don't like their waves rippled. But here, if we get a real revelation, if you're claiming that you're in the body of Christ and you're claiming that you are a newborn creation, you're saying that now I am being rematured, not based on my physical attributes, but I'm being rematured based on my spiritual. Well, if I'm being rematured or brought up to an age of maturity, or as the scripture says, perfecting according to the scripture, then watch this. It's going to require me to have some pressure in my life. It's going to require me to have some affliction in my life. It's going to require me to have some distress in my life. But watch this. I have to begin to look at those things from the spiritual perspective, not the natural. Because if I look at them from the natural perspective in me obtaining divine character, then I won't obtain it because I will find myself being a quitter versus a winner. Think about it. In the natural, many times when we've gotten into tight spots, we want to get out of those. That, that, that's the nature of us being human beings. But the thing is, the Lord God, based upon the scriptures and what's been written according to the prophets, according to the apostles, according to what has been recorded in the words of Christ, we have to begin to go beyond natural thinking and look from the spiritual perspective because the spiritual perspective will put us in a different lens as the how we see what we go through and the the spiritual perspective when we look at tribulation says now tribulation won't last always you know we even sing the sound the song trouble won't last always all right and the thing is yes it doesn't last always because when i have the mind of the spirit whatever i see as a troubling point or whatever i see as pressure what happens is if i'm in the character of god i automatically know the pressure or the situation ain't bigger than the god i serve i know that the situation is nothing more than a test for me or something to prove me in order to establish a characteristic within me because once again as the writer declares here tribulation builds patience it builds experience and it builds hope these are characteristics that are associated with divine character right now some are probably struggling because you say well I ain't got no patience then you need to go through some more tribulation. Some may say, I ain't got no experience. You still need some tribulation. Some say, I ain't got no hope. Then you still struggling with tribulation. Didn't Peter say, think it not strange, these fiery darts? Because I believe he had a revelation that the, the, the challenges that we go through are meant to purposely be the tribulation to perfect or sharpen us into being in divine character. If you never get challenged by anything, how do you know the measuring stick to know that something has worked for you? Amen. While we're still here in the book of Romans, 
I want to show you something else here in the book as to another element to get us to divine character. When you turn to chapter 12, and in chapter 12, when you look at the second verse, the key word here is not conforming. Scripture says, be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is that good, acceptable, and perfect will of God. Now listen, listen to what the verse is saying. It says for you not to be conformed, not to be patterned after not watch this not only not to be patterned after not to be able to be compared to the worldly pattern are, are you hearing me not being fashioned like or not looking like the world or the sons of adam but the scripture says for you to be transformed by something going on with your mind. And what does the scripture say? Renewing. What is the renewing that's going on here though? I like the Greek word anakonosis. Anakonosis means, watch this, uh, renewing or renovation. So, so now, in order for me to not conform... But to be transformed, it requires my mind to be renovated. It requires my mind to have another way of thinking that associates itself with divine character. If my mind is not associated with divine character, then it, it does not go through any form of renovation. Renovation is when something is being changed from one thing to another thing. And if I can really get deep with that, it's not only the changing, but it's the repurposing of a thing. Because, see, if, if my character is not purposed in the Lord God... The Lord God does not really desire to eliminate you, but the Lord God does desire to renovate you in order to repurpose you back to the original purpose that we all were designed to walk in as our predestination before sin came into the earth, before man fell from grace. It was the original plan for a human being. And so in that, now that sin has been passed on from Jesus, generation to generation to person to person, then what happens is each person has to be born again or has to be renovated. And in the renovation, it's not just you living as a good person. You're meant to live as a God person. And if you're living as a God person, how can you do that unless you know the characteristics of what you're trying to live like? Amen. So it says, don't be conformed, but you need to be Transform. The Greek word for transformation that's used here is metamorpho. Metamorpho. All right. And see, here's something that some may not know. Metamorpho, when we talk about being transformed, is not only about a change, but it's about a transfiguration. Okay. Now, some may be silent right now uh, because it's saying, okay, well, well, what are you trying to give me out of this? A transfiguration means a shifting in your spirit. If I'm going to be transformed, see, conforming means I'm only worried about my external. Amen. Uh, I'm, I'm only looking like, worried about what I look like to everybody else. If I'm going to be transformed, then there is a change that's going on to my inside. And, and if the change is going on to my inside, then my inside is doing a shift. Amen. Even though it's 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 uh, 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 not going outside of me, but it's shifting within me. Uh, and while it is shifting within me, then it is now uh, uh, morphing into something else that now has the power to manipulate my external as to what it wants to be represented as in the internal. 
So this is what I have to do to get towards divine character. I got to be willing to be transformed. I've got to be willing to be changed. And see, here's something that's, that's probably a deal breaker for some people. Amen. When the Lord God looks at transformation, he's not looking as the transformers in sci-fi. Now, I know some that are listening saying, well, why are you making this analogy? Okay, well, watch this. When it comes to sci-fi with the transformers, they change back and forth between either a robot or vehicle or airplane or, or so have you. So they change back and forward. All right. Transformation that occurs to you, the Lord God doesn't want you to flip-flop. When you transform and you shift in who you are as a spiritual being on, on the inside, he's saying once you transform, it's a completed process. At least that is the intent that the Lord God has if you begin to understand what it is to be in divine character and to uh, have a mindset to obtain it. So the thing is, is about you going through a transformation process, but once the transformation is complete, you're not trying to go back to what you were before. See, if you think about it, based upon sci-fi, it's given us a false interpretation of transformation for spiritual things. Amen. Praise the Lord. Let me, let me continue. Let me continue to give you something else here. Amen. Turn with me to 2 Corinthians. There's another nugget that I would like to give you here about how to get divine character. In 2 Corinthians 5.17 it says, Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things become new. Okay. If any man be in Christ, and when we say be in, it means to be among or be a part of or to be fixed with Christ, he is a new creature. Now, in this, understand, I want to make sure you understand what new is talking about here. Because there's two words in the Greek for new. There's anos and kinos. Anos means to create something or make something from nothing. Kinos, however, goes back to the word that I articulated to you here a few moments ago. Renovation. Cosmetic reconstruction. Not to destroy something, but to fix it. Okay, some that are listening to me, it's, it's, it's just like uh, uh, if something hits the side of your car and dents it in. It doesn't mean that the car has to be uh, uh, declared totaled and you have to buy a new one. In most instances, it means it goes to a shop to be repaired. And what do they do? They do cosmetic reconstruction to where the damage is. Amen. So, so then as a new creature in the Lord, you are meant to be a cosmetic reconstructed creature or living thing in him. So that old things can pass away. See, the reality of the matter is the fact that in order to be divine in character, something has to go in the shop and be removed in order for it to be repaired. Amen. As long as you got old stuff in a new body, then it's still going to appear old. If I take out that old stuff and put something in that's more modern, if I put something in that 
that that that is uh, uh, not tampered with. If I put something in that has no blemishes to it, if I put something in that has not been damaged, then what happens is now it becomes reconstructed or it's been renovated so that now it can be appreciated. Uh, I, I, I don't know if everybody's listening to what I'm saying, but the Lord God has a desire when you chase after his character and he does a transformation process with you, it's also the thing of letting the old you die. In the same turn, some of us got to let go of us in order to grab hold of him. Some of us have to let go of those pieces of ourselves that's already dead in the midst of who we are in character and allow a new character to be born and a new character to be nurtured, a new character to be processed within who we are as a human being. So the word says old things must pass away. And see, the old character you got, can I give you a revelation? In most instances, the old character you got, you keep holding on to it because somebody gave you a word to hold on to. You keep holding on to you and your character because somebody else gave a word to you that's associated with that old character and you don't want to let it go. Okay, okay, I'm, uh, I, I, I'll put that in layman's terms. Back when you was in your total flesh days, there was something that you did that was significant, whether it was sports, whether it was art, no matter what it was, there was something that you did significant that folks continue to brag about that even today. And that thing that they brag about, they give you a word that make you feel good because it teases your flesh. It teases your emotion. It teases your natural character. And so now you got your swag on. You still feeling yourself because of what they said. And most times it ain't got nothing to do with the Lord God. It only has to do with you, you, and you. So while you dealing with you, you still living on the old you. Now what happens is that old you that had nothing to do with the Lord God becomes your stumbling block. It causes you not to be able to let old things pass away. See, the thing is, you got to have buy-in of letting you pass away. The Lord has a desire for the old you to pass away so the new him can be in you. But if you won't let the old you pass away, then what happens is the character of the Lord God continues to evade you from being perfect or being whole or being complete. I hope somebody got it. Amen. 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 May I give you something else? Still on this thing, how do you get divine character? How do we get it? How do we get it? Let me take you to the Old Testament briefly. Let us go to Exodus, famous chapter, chapter 20. Verse 7. Hmm. This is within the Ten Commandments. Yeah. So the verse says, Thou shalt not take the name of the Lord, who is thy God, in vain. Not the Lord, thy God. it's really saying the Lord who is thy God in vain. You shall not take his character in vain. Now, in that, the word take is the Hebrew word nasah, N-A-S-A-H. And nasah means to accept, to exalt, to respect, to obtain. So it says you won't respect, exalt, or obtain. Now listen to that. You won't accept, exalt, or obtain the name or character of the Lord thy God in vain. Mm -hmm. 
For the Lord will not hold him guiltless that takes or accepts or exalts his name in vain. Now, and what, what, what are we saying when we say vain? Well, the Hebrew word for vain that's used here is shav. And shav means evil. It means uselessness. It means lying or falsely. Oh, wow. So the word says, I will not obtain or accept the character of the Lord evilly, uselessly, deceitfully, because the Lord will not hold me guiltless in that regard. So what does that say to me? That, that says then this, I have to hold the name or the character of the Lord God in high esteem that I don't cheat to get it. <laughs> see, many people want to say they've got the name of the Lord thy God. But see, understand, as I said before, in order to get divine character, there's a process that goes to it. And so basically by this commandment, he says, you can't lie, cheat and steal in order to get the character of the Lord God. You can't do it falsely. That means there's something that you have to do that is worked for in order for the character to be real in your life. I know that's deep for somebody. Probably made somebody tighten up their jaw right there. Oh, man. So that means I, I, you know, I just don't automatically get it. He declares it over your life. But in the declaration of it being over your life, there's a process that I got to go through in my life in order to to have. So 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 that means that if I am going to be an honorable man or an honorable woman, if I value who I am, then I actually want to work for the name of the Lord God. Amen. I don't want to pimp and prostitute his name being on my life and just brag to people. Duh, 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 always popping on the scene because I photobomb with everybody else that's believers in the Lord God. And I say, I'm one, too. Uh, I'm a child of the king. Uh, uh, I'm the Lord's. And, 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 and I do all of this. But yet I ain't doing no work to gain the value of the name or the character of the Lord God on my life. See, this is the thing. Uh, uh, we look at it. And now from this perspective, even though of a different light of this commandment it makes you begin to look again and say Lord God I can understand now why that was a commandment that was given then because it speaks to the fact that even though you deem a people your people the thing is they can't be deemed your people completely if the people don't want to be like you if they don't want the character of you then they, they become a false version of what your name represents Amen. 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 Hope somebody's getting it. Hope somebody is getting it. Amen. If I may, let me give you another scripture on how to get divine character. What is it that we got to do in order to put these in our tool bag to get there. Amen. I'm going to go back to the New Testament in 2 Peter. 2 Peter chapter 1. Amen. And in 2 Peter chapter 1, if we looked very closely at verses 5 through 7, let us touch something else on how to get to divine character. In verses 5 through 7, it says, And beside this, giving all diligence, add to your faith virtue. And to virtue, knowledge, and to knowledge, temperance, to temperance, patience, and to patience, godliness, and to godliness, brotherly kindness. 
and to brotherly kindness, charity. Now, now listen here. Notice that by this passage that's in Peter, there's quite a few pieces of character that the individual is told to get. All right. But watch this. Let us look at that word add for a minute. When you look up the word add in the Greek, it's epikorigeo. Epikorigeo. All right. And, and this word means to furnish or to supply or to equip or to aid or to contribute to. To nourish. Listen, listen to what I, what I said the definition of the word is. It means to furnish, supply, to equip, to aid, and to contribute. So listen, listen. The word says give all diligence, meaning, meaning put all of my effort and all of my direction in adding or supplying or furnishing or contributing to my faith, i.e. my passion and conviction. Remember, before I said one of the elements that you have to have in order to pursue or, or get into divine character is a belief system. Something that you trust. Faith works with my belief because faith is my passion and conviction towards what I trust. So now the writer tells us that if I have built uh, 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 faith and belief within myself to be the elements to, 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 to be my vehicle to get to divine character... It says these as foundational characteristics within ourselves. Now I can add to them. Now I can make a contribution to them. See, if I ain't got faith and belief, I won't be able to contribute these other attributes of characteristic. If I don't have faith or belief as a foundational piece of character in the Lord God, I can't aid myself. I will not be able to nourish myself. I will not be able to minister unto myself. Because see, watch this. The other attributes are meant to minister to faith and and belief that I've got as a foundational piece of my divine character. So now, if, I, if I've got these, if I've got belief and I've got faith working as a character to say this is something that's associated with the Lord. Now, virtue can minister to me. Virtue can enhance me. And what is virtue other than excellence? I won't be mediocre anymore. My life won't be just passing by. My life won't be the minimum. It will be the maximum. My life right now, when I get into virtue, now I can fulfill what Psalms 23 says. My cup runneth over. I will always be in overflow when it comes to the divine character that the Lord has on my life. Because every characteristic of my life that I operate in that matches his character, he says it will stay in divine overflow. It will always be in a place of excellence. It will always be at the top of the tier when people see me operating in what characteristics of the Lord God that I have. And in that, watch this, he says now when I've got virtue, when I've got uh, excellence operating in my life as a characteristic, now knowledge can minister to me. Now knowledge can supply me. Now, knowledge can add to me. And so, what is knowledge other than understanding? Understanding now will come into overflow because now I am in a place that I've postured my character in the Lord God that now he can give me clarity. He can give me illumination. And the illumination or the clarity is going to be based once again on the foundational elements of the character of pursuing after belief and after faith and virtue. Now he turns around and says temperance. Now I can keep myself in control. 
Self-control will come when these characteristics are in place because it becomes a ministering characteristic to enhance the previous characteristics that I've gotten. Somebody should really get this as a segue right here because now it begins to focus you to the place that you can understand what are the things that I need to get in my life to pursue the character of the Lord God because see, watch this. In the reality of the matter, the character of the Lord God you pursue, it will pursue you in return. That's why these things add to you. That's why these things enhance you. That's why these things or these elements are meant to be the minister unto thyself. Many people want to be able to minister, but my God, let the Lord God's character minister to you first. Mm. Scripture says patience and godliness. Godliness Brotherly kindness and charity. Hmm. That says a lot. That says a lot. But it requires me to be in order, in godly order, when it comes to seeing what characteristics. I need to focus on and begin to live in my life versus just doing the act of what they look like. Mm -hmm. Amen. I can't be a hypocrite. I can't, I can't be a 24-7 actor that uh, I do what the world says these characteristics look like. These things have to be internal. These things have to be pursued after. These things have to be sought after. And in the seeking after them, then that means my prayer, my supplication, my worship, all of those things come into fruition even to the Lord speaking to me to bring those things alive within me and the testing or the proving in order to validate that they're in my life. Amen. So with that, I am going to conclude right there for the day to stay obedient unto time. I pray that this information has been very valid to each and every one. We're still not through with this one subject of how to get divine character. Amen. But I pray these these elements have added some things to you uh, in order to enhance who you are in the Lord, in the pursuit of divine character. Amen, 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 and amen. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.